Hello and welcome to the first ever inaugural episode of the Salty Podcast. I am Isabel, your host, and I have a very special guest with me today. Her name is Dustin. She's also known as the Creative Dust. (laughs) She's spreading her creativity and her light to everyone that she meets and comes in contact with. And so um, it's so awesome to have you on here. Thank you for joining us. Oh my goodness, that warm welcome is even more than I could have even imagined. Also, <laughs> as someone that described themselves as not the person who has the most conversational skills, you have misled me because your conversational skills are like sprinkles on an ice cream sundae. You are amazing. The energy you just brought for your first podcast ever, bow down oh. because you got this. <laughs> Thank you. It's the Holy Spirit. It's Amen. all the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing good. Yes. His goodness is showing. Amen. Okay, so today we're going to talk about how to live a salty lifestyle and what that looks like and what that means. Because, you know, in today's culture and society, salty is like, ew, she's salty. Yeah. <laughs> like, like being bitter and mean and that sort of light. And yeah. so how can we take salty and twist it to mean like biblical terms like what does it mean to be salty totally um i definitely understand that salty in secular terms as something being bitter but uh as a christian i think it means flavor i really believe that it's that extra something special that we bring to the world and we don't bring anything extra special apart from the holy spirit and making sure that we're saturated in his word, uh, that we're being led in everything we do by his spirit is going to bring that something special, that spice. Otherwise, it's like driving through McDonald's and getting some fries with no salt. <laughs> it's soggy. Yeah. It's disappointing. Yeah. And I mean, I won't be satisfied without the Lord in my life and nobody around me uh, is going to be satisfied either. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I totally agree. That's just so awesome. Um, cause without salt, we are flavorless and we don't want to lose our flavor. The Bible talks about how we need to not lose our flavor. Cause you know, when you, like you were saying, when you don't have any salt, it's just bland and bland and there's nothing happening. It's just stagnant. And so it's like we as Christians, whenever we're just flavorless and stagnant, we're not moving and we're not doing anything. Like what benefit, what's, how, what's that benefiting anybody? Like, how is that, what's good, what good is that doing? And so we don't ever want to be flavorless we want to be bringing the flavor exactly (laughs) exactly yeah i totally agree that's so awesome so what is something in your lifestyle or walk with christ that you want others to recognize you by and how are you displaying this through your actions for me personally i feel like my salt is loving people well encouraging people well i always want anyone who comes in my presence whether it be through business church family friendships i always want them to leave feeling very loved My mom often would say that people will forget what you did. They'll forget what you said, but they will always remember how you made them feel. And I think we can all like recall a person in our life or a situation, a teacher that just made us feel really good and made us feel secure and made us feel encouraged. And those people make the biggest difference in our lives. And so that's my number one goal. Also, the Bible um, describes that, you know, gifts will pass away. Speaking in tongues will pass away. Uh, prophecy all of these things but love will be the number one thing that prevails and like through it all love prevails so I believe really focusing on my love walk is like 
the foundation that's going to just be the salt of everything through my life. Mm -hmm. If my motivation is love when I'm serving a client, um, if my motivation is love when I'm being a mom or being a wife or even just um, interacting with a friend, if love is the primary motivation, then that flavor of the Lord is going to come out. Amen. That's so good. And you are living that so well because Dustin is doing marketplace ministry where she's like, she's just taking these awesome photos and getting to minister to these people who normally wouldn't be in church. And so that's how she's being the salt of the world, like salt of the earth. And so, you know, showing your light doesn't always have to look like, you know, preaching or being on stage in front of everybody. It can be, you know, marketplace ministry, like what Dustin's doing and just being nice to people and sharing, sharing Jesus's love with them. Absolutely. I definitely have stepped into this new understanding and appreciation for marketplace ministry. Growing up, the the church highlighted traditional ministry a lot, which was great. I've loved getting to be in roles of traditional ministry, um, from doing youth pastor to helping with sound booths and general volunteer work. It's been amazing. But once I uh, learned about the impact that you can make in marketplace it just was a total game changer for me it clicked in what the way it clicked in the way that the lord had already uniquely designed yes me to be Mm -hmm. and also the bible (laughs) describes jesus as being a carpenter and i believe that he describes jesus as being a carpenter for a reason because it was showing that the lord was already growing in favor with man and Mm -hmm. with god within his career also whenever he went up to the disciples they were in the marketplace and there are just uh there are interactions and relationships that will be built in the marketplace that you might not ever have at church and sometimes sharing jesus for me doesn't look like throwing the bible at their face in the middle of a session right sometimes sharing jesus just sometimes sharing jesus for me is just letting them see the love of the lord through my interactions with them amen that's so good. I totally agree. That's so, that's really awesome. Um, and another thing that we need to do when we're just like ministering to people through like marketplace and just socializing and just socializing with people in general is, you know, not to judge people where they're at. Like, you know, the Bible talks about how Jesus would even hang out with the sinners. And, you know, I'm not saying we should go and hang out with like some people that are, you know, turn it up on the weekends <laughs> and partying. Right. But um, like we don't need to have a holier than thou kind of religious Pharisee spirit kind of attitude. We don't need to be a plastic Christian. Right. And put on that facade. And so. Right. Yeah. yeah for me, one of the ways I avoid that is not boxing myself in creatively, even when it comes to workshops or retreats. Um, opportunities to connect with other creatives. Uh, they're coming from all different walks of life. I believe in, in, I believe even within business and even students going to college, you're going to be interacting with all different sorts of individuals who have different backgrounds and going in there with the goal of actually getting to know them, hearing what they have to say and loving them well without an agenda of trying to control them or change them, I feel like makes the biggest impact. When you are carrying when you are when you are carrying true saltiness, you do not have to project or control or manipulate anybody right. to recognize it. They already recognize exactly. it and they already want it. Right. They see it through your actions and through your love with other. Like you don't have to tell people and be like, oh yeah. Like that's like a guy saying, oh yeah, I'm a gentleman. And then like, <laughs> right. 
You're like, so most good. of the times, that's not the case. It's so cringy. I'm like the nicest guy I know. Right. It's like, <laughs> oh, wow. This, yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. And that's the way I feel as a Christian, too, is that you shouldn't have to say you're a Christian. I mean, be proud you're a Christian. Right, and if yeah. it comes up, confirm that. But you shouldn't have to be relying on verbiage or just saying these things yeah. for people to know. They should already be able to recognize there's something different about this encounter with this person. There's something different about the way they're treating me. And yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's so good. That's really good and really relevant. <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. And another thing about just being real is sharing your struggles with others and with other Christians because that makes it so much more relatable. And um, when you're just real with people in that aspect, because your testimony of how you got out of that situation could be someone else's deliverance. And we just, we need to realize that and get over our pride and just be like, yes, this was where we were at and we did struggle with this, but God brought me out of it and he can bring you out of it too. Yeah, that is so good. Even what you were sharing earlier when we were just writing together about your process of seeking the Lord on what to do with this year after graduating high school. And just you sharing your process was ministering to me with the things that the Lord was speaking into my own heart concerning my own journey on doing Bible school, studying marketplace ministry. And you just never know whenever you're real and authentic and just vulnerable with what the Lord's speaking into you, how he's going to be using those words into another person's heart. Amen. Totally. Totally. So what is an action or step that you can take right now towards living a salty life? The actions that I'm most focused on right now are being present in the moment, mm-hmm. looking around me and seeing who is in my space right there. Right. I feel like the Lord is able to really be a light through me and love people well when I'm not so consumed with my own timeline mm-hmm. and so consumed with what I'm trying to get done that day. Sometimes what the Lord is wanting to get done that day is interruptions. Right. I do believe in having strong boundaries. I believe in seeking the Lord on my time and how to steward it well. But I also understand that there is going to be times whenever he interrupts my plans for his own so that I can love somebody well. And some of the littlest ways I do that is whenever I'm checking out at the store, paying a compliment to somebody, I don't... I. If I'm on the phone or if I've been texting, I will put it down while I'm interacting with them by not ignoring them, looking them in the eyes and letting Mm -hmm. them know I see them, thanking them for their time, for checking me out, just giving them a smile. Sometimes a smile of approval means so much to people. That's so good. And you were talking about interruptions and how God can use those. And like they may be an inconvenience to us, but it could help somebody else and that reminds me of the story of this lady who was in our church and um she like had a flat tire and so this tow company that she went to to get her car fixed and all that stuff um her daughter had a, was going to have a surgery and so um my this lady was just talking to this woman about her daughter having surgery and so the lady called uh, one of the pastors at our church and was just like hey can you help me pray for her and so they prayed for this um this little girl and she came out just fine And so it was like, even though she was inconvenienced in this moment, it was, it was for the good of somebody else. Yeah. It helped somebody else. So 
don't be inconvenienced by the inconveniences. Exactly. I love that. That one needs to be retweeted and shared (laughs) and then tweeted again. Yeah, Yeah, I've definitely had to open myself up to being flexible with what the Lord is doing because some of the greatest growth in my life has been when he completely interrupted my plans, had me stop doing something and start doing another thing, an interaction with another person. And sometimes what he's delivering to us comes in a package we didn't expect right yeah and to add to that like there's not a formula or like cookie cutter like example to live by like everybody's different and how we were talking about being like not being inconvenienced like that's just one way like there are multiple there are multiple ways that god can use you so don't put god inside of a box or think that he can only use you in a certain way um just be open to god using you in multiple forms and facets and yeah, absolutely. I mean, even right now with my photography business and doing videography and weddings and seniors and everything I do, I'm always open to the Lord of how he's going to do a new thing. I do believe that he always takes what he's already been doing and it's used, maybe not in a way we expect. Maybe it's used in a way that you have boldness to now stand in front of a crowd and preach the good news about who he is. Sometimes it's being able to have technical skills to pour into another ministry or pour into another business Mm -hmm. or even just help lead another generation, but being willing to be shaped and molded into his ultimate design is how we are going to make the greatest impact on this world and generation. When you make a name for yourself, it will only go so far a few generations down and you won't be remembered at all. And that's because we're not meant to be remembered. We're not meant to be worshiped. We're not meant to be lifted up and leave a legacy for ourselves. The only thing that will last is when we leave a legacy that is on his name. Amen. That's good. That's really good. And I love how you're talking about just like being shaped and molded by God, but being shaped and molded by God doesn't mean that one day you'll just go to sleep and then you pray the prayer and then it just magically happens like it happens over a process yeah there's a process when you um are purifying gold and you're trying to get the gold you have to you have to heat it up and you have to get all the impurities out right and you have to refine it and so it may be a painful process to go through and um hurtful along the way but you're being molded and shaped into that gold and you're being you're becoming the person that god has called you to be absolutely We all want to be purified. We all want to be used. But the process and the journey on the way there is not always what we expected that we signed up for. Right. (laughs) But the if we let patience have its perfect work, yes, we will see the fruits. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And that's the thing. We just have to. We have to be patient. We have to wait on God's timing, and just rely on Him and not rely on our own understanding. Um, we just have to we have to lean on God. I was thinking of that quote by Bill Johnson. I think it's like to have the faith that surpasses all understanding, we have to give up our right to understand. That's good. And that's yeah. one of the things that I have definitely walked through in the last uh, season of my life is not being able to see the big picture plan of exactly what he's doing. I've often des- I have often described it that sometimes it feels like 
needlework where you see the back end and it's just this mess of thread and you're like what are you doing and I just don't see the other side I don't see the beautiful picture he's making but when I trust him and I let him do his best work the picture is happening and I will one day see it right that's like yes that reminds me of this thing and it was uh, like a picture of a corn maze and it's like only what the person could see looking at the corn maze was just the corn yeah they couldn't see the full picture they couldn't see the entire maze but god you know is like that he's like he sees the full picture and he sees you know where you are and he's like you have to be in this spot right now to get to the end right and so that's so good even though we just see the corn and we just see the struggle and we see the hard time right now god sees the whole picture and he sees where you're going to be and without this you wouldn't be to the end you wouldn't be the person you are going to become exactly and so i think god uses that to help us and mold us and shape us into the person that we become that's it and even to one other example as a photographer uh whenever i meet clients the more they trust me and let me do what i know how to do best the more gorgeous the results are always going to be Mm -hmm. i know where the light is i know where the colors are going to photograph best yeah um i love getting their input sometimes that really inspires me in a positive direction and that's great but ultimately if they try and control the whole situation the results are not going to be the same because i'm not able to use the view that I have and everything I'm able to bring to the table. And the God of the universe is a lot more than a photographer. (laughs) He literally created everything. And so he knows exactly the best plan. He knows, he knows what light we're going to look best in. He knows what flatters. Uh Sometimes we have to get into some uncomfortable angles, Mm -hmm. but the Lord knows what looks best. Amen. That's so good. Yeah. And so even though it's uncomfortable at the moment, you know, it's going to turn out, the results are going to be beautiful and breathtaking. Hey. So, I was yes. going to say amen again, but I feel like it's redundant. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so the last question I have for you is how can we stay salty and not lose our flavor? Yeah. So this scripture actually reminds me of another one in the Bible. It's Revelations 3.16. <laughs> not like John 3.16, a little <laughs> bit harsher. <laughs> scripture says so then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot i will vomit you out of my mouth yeah the number one way to me to avoid losing your flavor is to always just stay burning for jesus because whenever we are lukewarm or just indifferent towards the lord that means that we're not cultivating a relationship that's on fire with like a passionate love for him yeah and without that love for the lord and without what he's going to put into our spirits we don't have the salt and we are probably taking steps backwards. Yeah, that's good. And it's like, we're just staying stagnant and we're not doing anything. And it's like, we need the benefiting God, but we're not, we're not like taking anything away from him either. And I don't, I, I don't want to be lukewarm because like you're saying, he, God, you know, wants to spit out, basically throw up <laughs> lukewarm, <laughs> lukewarm Christians. Right. Well, I feel like it's the same way with the relationship. Uh, being married now for 12 years whenever you're married you have to be very intentional yeah you don't just show up at home and throw your bag down and ignore the person that you're spending your life with Mm -hmm. if you continue to do that I think that they would also be like man this is vomit and so you have to be like how are you doing how is your day right it's not just one-sided exactly yeah and it's like when we just have a one-sided relationship with God where God is just you know the one that's like pouring he's not a vending machine yeah god is not a vending machine you know he's not just like 
giving and giving and giving. If you make the Lord a vending machine, then he's not actually your Lord that you have a relationship with. He's just an idol. Yeah. He's something that you're going to to comfort yourself, to meet your own needs. And then whenever the hardships of life happen, you don't actually have a relationship to stand on. You have a eight ball you shook, mm. a rabbit's foot you pet, or another right. ritual that you performed because you believe that if you do this thing, that he's going to do that thing. But it's a right. relationship. Exactly. There's not a formula. Like, And everybody's different. The only there's the only steps that you need to know for to have a relationship with God is listen and obey. That's it. Amen. There's nothing extra. There's no magic. You know, there's no rabbit's foot that you have to rub or eight ball that you have to shake. It's just listening and obeying. And when you listen and obey, there's no telling what lives will be changed and who you will affect positively down the road. Right. You're so. affecting my life positively right now. <laughs> just you being obedient to the Lord in this moment and bringing your fire and your flavor is bringing the presence of the Lord right here into my home. And so that is just the number one testimony that I'm walking. That is the number one testimony that I'm watching being walked out right wow. now. Thank and you. we don't always realize the impact we're making on people around us, but the Lord does. And so that's why he is that voice inside of that's why he's that voice inside of us nudging us along, nudging us to step out of the boat, mm-hmm. nudging us to take that next step, right. nudging us to make that phone call, send that text, speak to that person, love them well. Yes, exactly, cuz you don't know who you're going to affect along the way and who needs to hear that message at that time cuz you know they're going through a struggle or they just need someone to talk to or something like that. And you can be that light and show them Jesus's love and reflect be ambassadors for christ and reflect him in that manner and um right and one of the things i wanted to add to that too is while you are impacting the world it is so very important that you do get away and get alone with the father and make sure that he is refilling you because you cannot pour from an empty cup and even jesus understood that Mm -hmm. he made sure that he set aside time to get alone with the father to be alone in prayer to be alone worshiping singing songs to him and just getting your heart in tune with what heaven is saying yeah because we cannot go around wearing a cross and saying all the bible scriptures when we actually haven't gotten alone with him and be when we actually haven't gotten alone with him and have been refilled ourselves right exactly i believe that focusing more on how to stay on fire is the best actionable step moving forward Mm -hmm. we never want to focus on what we don't want to do because what we put our attention on we're going to find ourselves walking towards yeah so i always just believe what sort of relationship do I want with the Lord? Mm-hmm. What do I want my life to look like a year from now? What do I want my foundation to be? And taking that time, being intentional, spending time in the word, spending time in prayer, spending time in worship, making sure I'm plugged in with a local church to where I have accountability of other believers to pour into me. That yeah. keeps me salty. The measure we give is the measure we get. So even just giving away our saltiness, we're going to get more salty. Yeah, exactly. That's really good. You're talking about how we like what we focus on is what we're going to gravitate towards. Right. And so it's like if we're focusing on God, then we're going to gravitate towards God. But if we're focusing on worldly things, you know, you're going to go towards that right. or you're going to go towards earthly things. But our 
focus should not be on earthly things. Our focus is on heavenly things because all earthly things are temporary. Everything's temporary. Absolutely. Also, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and right. all these things will be added unto you. We don't have to live an Amish lifestyle. Exactly. That's probably rude. <laughs> okay. Also, it's <laughs> also <laughs> some Amish person is like, yeah, well, screw you. I ain't offended. <laughs> We're canceling you. Yeah. Also, okay. Also, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. So that doesn't mean that we have to live a lifestyle where we aren't able to also enjoy things like nice clothes or achieve health goals. It just means that when we put our focus first on the Lord and make him the number one priority, he's going to make sure that we are also taking healthy steps towards all those other goals and that nothing becomes an idol above him. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That was so good. I totally agree. Thank you so much for everything that you've said, for coming on and just showing Jesus' light and showing his love and showing how you live a salty life and how you can help others to live a salty life and encourage others. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on and for being that light. Oh my goodness, Isabel. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming up to Birmingham and spending this day with me. Thank you for sharing your passion for the Lord in this beautiful, creative way. And I just bless this. And I just am so excited to see how this light is just going to shine forth and touch so many lives. And may we all be so salty because of it. Thank you for what you're doing. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. And remember, stay salty.